Hey, welcome to another episode of Behind the Bar podcast. This is take 19. Um, brought to you by the coaches and clients of Arte Fitness Durham, Sunland, and of course, the Barbell Club, where we take you from complete beginner to photo shoot ready. We are now launching our 90 day total transformation, summer transformation on April the 11th. Basically, it's our 90 day transformation, but to get you in shape for summer. So that's starting Tuesday, April the 11th, and that's going to take you right up until the middle of July. So get on board, click the link below, and we're taking 15 spaces in our Sunland unit and 15 spaces in our Durham unit. So today's episode, me, Dan and Sarah, the absolute RT originals, been together eight and a half years, like as a whole. Um, we did some Q&As, basically some questions got chucked at us from the clients uh, this morning. So here they are, it's going to be, should I, should I lower my calories? Am I a light of cheat day? Who's your favourite musician and why? And what's the most important thing to prioritise well-being? So we get nice and deep in on the questions from there, so enjoy this one. Right, Dan, Sarah, uh, questions today. <laughs> Is that it straight in? Yeah, yeah, always. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right then, should I lower my calories? Well, it depends on the context. <laughs> Let's say um, new client or somebody who's just started the journey um, with or without us, uh, two weeks into the journey, not losing weight, um, should, I lose, should, should I lower my calories? No for the simple reason that you're probably not tracking everything you eat. In a sense that after two weeks, you're not going to be proficient enough and accurate enough with your tracking or consistent enough to be tracking everything. So work on that before you look into dropping your calories because the chances are if you're not seeing progress and you're not losing weight and we've already set you in a calorie deficit, then you're probably eating more than that. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Because it's a question we get quite often, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, there's loads of different elements of it. Completely agree with what Dan's saying. Um, there's other elements to it, such as activity levels. I would always want people to um, have a look at the activity levels over and above just dropping calories. Because if we set calories, we generally set them on the basis that they're going to be in a calorie deficit. But if they're sitting on the ras all day, then obviously that the calorie deficit kind of isn't there um, and it shouldn't just be a case of automatically dropping calories because I feel like that's always consistently the issue with the majority of people is it's just not losing weight drop me calories drop me calories drop me calories no you need to get up and you need to do some activity to expand your calorie deficit or put you into a calorie deficit because at the end of the day and I don't know whether it's because of my age but I'm thinking more from a, a, a long-term perspective. I don't want to be 50 and having to eat 1,000 calories a day if I want to lose weight because I've naturally slowed down over the years or I do less exercise or whatever. I don't want to constantly have to, like, cut food out. Like, where's, where's the fun in that? I think we've, um, we've touched on before in other podcasts as well. Like, if you're sedentary, you're never going to be able to eat little enough, consistently enough to lose weight in the sense that... Yeah. When people say, like, if someone has a really low um, TDAE or BMR, really low, it's because they're not getting their activity in. So, therefore, in order to lose weight, they need to eat next to no calories. How long are they going to be able to do that before? Because it's, it's unrealistic in the sense that food's great. And, every, and it's hypercalorific. And yeah. it, doesn't, 
It's very easy to eat a lot of calories quickly. It's hard to burn them off. And therefore, if you're not active, you're just gonna, you just fight losing battle because you're gonna overeat. Mm -hmm. So what about these people who say, like, um, I have tracked everything. I have hit me 10,000 steps. Let's still use, say, the two-week barrier, though. What would you say to them, then? Still using the two-week barrier? Again, it's, it's something we all experience. I mean, obviously, you experience it with longer-term clients as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, something's going wrong. Yeah. Something, something between what you're telling me, uh -huh. the information you're giving me, and the information you're tracking yourself, something's going wrong. Because if, normally, if they're doing everything they're saying they're doing, there's no justifiable reason why they wouldn't be losing weight. So therefore, they're either under-tracking or there's something going on in between the information they're giving me Something like it, it's the, it, you can't dispute the fact that if you're in a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. Yeah, that's what if though? What the thing is though, most of them probably are thinking that they're doing it yeah. correctly. Oh, of course, yeah. it's, so see, see the fact alcohol, all, all the rest yeah, of it, yeah. everything right because they might think they've done everything right. Because a good one was Johnny yesterday, where he sent us a shred, he's actually taking a database of his calories in, calories out. Yep. Every single thing like that, and the data is how, how much you, uh, oh, the data is actually thirty three percent out. So Johnny's obviously going to be yeah, a good yeah. tracker. Yeah. He's going to be a good tracker, yeah. and the data says that he's burned this. But all in all, for the last ten weeks, where he's lost twenty pounds, he should have actually on paper yeah. lost thirty, and that's a proficient person. Oh, of course, we all. Does that e factor even... in the fact that he's been losing weight as he's gone? But this was the other thing oh, because yeah. he's done it over an average and I said, yeah. well, he's probably burnt more at the start yeah. and then it's come down. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's always dangerous territory with the sort of projected things in the sense that like, it's not a, it's never going to be an exact science. No. To the, do you know what I mean? There's so many variables. It is an play. exact science. Yes, but in, in <laughs> real terms, in terms of people, it's always going to be hard to say, well, this is how many calories you've burnt like, on the thing and this is yeah. what you've done. It's always going to be a slight discrepancy. I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> But it is good, that, that, <clears throat> the variation between it is like, because at the end of the day, as much as these are great, tracking apps yeah. are great, it's never going to be 100%. Yeah. At the end of the day, right, I think, I think to think everyone's perfect at tracking is... Well, yeah, is that's, that's where I was The thing is, I'm, 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 I'm not particularly right. great at tracking. Like, I, I, I track, but I can guarantee there'll be some anomalies in yeah. there because at the end of the day, you can't be perfect with it all the time. But look at Katie. I'm sure Katie won't mind us talking about <laughs> talking about that. Which one? Katie B. Right, okay. So obviously she's been gradually putting weight on, deliberately, but she couldn't figure out, she wanted to find like a maintenance and stick with it. And she couldn't figure out why she was why she was still increasing in weight. She realised, just like literally last week, she eats the same thing daily and she's been tracking her rice wrong. So half the amount of calories. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's like an extra 150 calories a day. Yeah. But obviously, every single day over a period of time, it all adds up. That's 1,000. And that's weight. someone who has been able to diet down, mm. and that's someone who has got to the point of fucking shredded leanness. Yeah. It's so easy to go wrong. <laughs> the thing you've got to remember is, like, where do we get this information from? For what calorie? It's what's on the packet. There'll be a tolerance. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, like it's there's only yes. so accurate yeah, you're ever yeah, going to be yeah. able, able to be. Plus, do you weigh every single thing you eat? I mean, the majority yeah. of things, but like yeah. I track my most nights, I'll have a 200 gram chicken breast. 
Yeah. I don't wait every day. I track it as 200 gram because that's what the same thing. And overall, it'll probably work out over the course of the week, but it's just, you know, you only, there's these little elements that are always going to be out. I think when I was, when I was at uni, um, I read a study, I'm sure, saying like the average person that tracks underestimates by 40%, mm -hmm. yeah. which is fucking massive. <laughs> I, well, I, I'm sure Lynn Norton did one recently where it's actually 50%. Yeah, well, probably, well, more <laughs> people track now. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, if you, you're yeah, talking yeah. quite a while ago, that yeah. so it probably has increased. Um, yeah, it's a guide. Yes. Nothing's exact in that sense. And it's so easy for someone who isn't very... If it's, hard, if it's easy for us to make mistakes, and it's easy for people like Katie and more advanced and Johnny, more advanced members to make these little mistakes, someone who's literally picked up the app two weeks ago, Cost of, like, little, oh, do you know what yeah, I mean? The milk in your tea, yeah, yeah. the butter on your bread, the oil in your pan, stuff people don't even think about. Yeah. It's like if I forgot to track the milk in my coffee, I've had this conversation actually this week, if I forgot to track the milk in my coffee every day, there's 200 calories a day lost. Yeah. Mm. And how many times do you see people just track something as dead standard? So like they'll just literally search ham sure, sandwich, yeah, yeah, yeah. put whatever comes up in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, and it's always lower. That's no reflection on what you've, like what you've ate or just tracked a coffee when in fact they've had a mocha latte macchiato with caramel <laughs> syrup and everything else that's 500 calories. It's so easy to just put in the simplest answer. Yeah, it is. So should I lower my calories? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Not yet anyway. Excellent. Right then, uh, this one's from Caroline. That first one was just from me. But uh, this one's from Caroline. Was it Caroline? Am I, yeah. Am I allowed a cheat day? Why do you want a cheat day? Define a cheat day. What, what do they mean I by a cheat day? I think this is just a question rather than actually from her. So my, yeah, yeah, I think my, no, no, no. My response would be, what's a cheat, cheat, cheat day? Yeah. Is, a, is a cheat day just going out and having a full day where you don't track, where you have anything you want? Is it a day where you maybe forego your protein and change your, use, your, use your normal calories for more favourable foods that you'd enjoy a little bit more? What are they calling a cheat day? Oh, I've never thought of that one. Without, like without, that without one. context, I don't know what the... Yeah. Do you well, know what I mean? I think the thing cheat is... Cheat days the, just totally go off the boil. And yeah. Yeah. The cheat day is just where everyone yeah. just does what they want. But the thing, the, the thing for me is, like, why, one, why do you need a full day? Why do we need to name a day? And Caroline did actually say that she'd ask this, and I was like, at the end of the day, some people say they want a cheat day because they're bored. They're bored of eating the chicken mm. and rice. The, the, essentially, they're doing the front end wrong if they feel like they need a cheat day mm. because you shouldn't be restricting anything. Yeah. It's got to be everything in balance. But at the same time, it's like when people say, I want a cheat day because I'm bored of this stuff that I'm eating, it's like, would you cheat on your partner? I know that's a bit extreme. <laughs> no, 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 I know that's a bit extreme. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, like... Does everyone need a cheat day every week where they go out and shag someone else just the, because they're bored of what they usually get? Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we're, yeah. we're all adults, like, well, let's, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, as well, like, all the talk, like, a cheat day every week, because you'll see people from home say, I'll have a cheat day or a cheat meal. Mm -hmm. But what normally happens is the people who you see doing that will be, like, uber, uber, like the Rock does a big one. Dana White does it now, don't they? Where they have the, put on Instagram and have the cheat. But yeah. what you've is got to... just for Instagram? Yeah, but you, what you've got to remember as well, it's like, yeah, like... It's a, they're a totally different animal to the average person. The average person's not doing what they're doing, so it's irrelevant to you. Um, weekly is far too frequency, fre frequent. Yeah, yeah that's but she dies straight off. Now, I would say cheat days come around naturally. In a sense that in life, there's always going to be events that come around where you're going to be off track for a day. Mm -hmm. And that's probably frequent enough for the average person. You don't need to be adding your own free, like, cheat days in between them, in a yeah. sense that life's always going to throw these days at these occasions, celebrations where you're not going to be 
perfect, and that's probably the frequency at which there should be. You shouldn't be throwing in extra yeah. cheat days in between because what are you doing them for? Like, what's the purpose of it? All you're asking is, can I just go, can I go over my calories? Like, for one day, that's basically what you're saying. In which case, can you not just manage your weekly average better? Or, if you do want to do it, track, track it. Yeah. And that's the problem. No one ever wants to track these off days. Because well, the don't, want, the don't yeah, want the reality do it of, and like, then, like, fuck. Say someone's on track for, for weeks and weeks and weeks, like our clients who train four times a week, yeah. do the steps. Most of the time, they're on. If they do go out and have a day where they are a little bit of a pig, in the next day, they just go straight back normal. It probably isn't going to make a massive difference no. as long as they're not doing it every week. If anything, there's going to be a bit of a boost. Well, when, when it's going to increase adherence, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. we all know, like, dieting's fucking hard. Uh -huh. And, like, the shred, especially when people really zone in, like, that's a limited... There's a limited time you can stay focused with that. Yeah. And it is hard and it is a mental burden. You can see like what it takes out of people. You can see people's changing mood. Like it's a hard thing. So therefore, if you're trying to diet that strictly long term, you're always going to struggle. So these little blips aren't the end of the world, but track them and manage them. Yeah. Don't just go nuts for the sake of it. I've been thinking of stuff on that in any way because of a cheap meal to the thing is, what we everybody thinks is diet food. This yeah. is like well, actually from talking and from from Nikki, um, what it is, what everybody classes as diet food is actually just normal food, and we need to get that diet yeah. as just our normal daily food yeah. because then, like this, then this would be classed as a cheat. Mm. But people don't, people constantly say it as diet food instead of just yeah. normal food. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I enjoy me evening meals every night. I have loads of different stuff, and they're all really relatively well. I put them all on my Instagram. Most of them are trackable. Most of them yeah. are nice. They aren't, they aren't chicken and veg. Like, Jeremy, you, know I mean? you can be quite, quite creative and make meals you enjoy with better ingredients, with better choices that are enjoyable foods. I am toasty last night for me, too. I had <laughs> chip, chips and pulled barbecue pulled chicken. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> so the thing is, I like my spaghetti bolognese, and people go, oh, spaghetti bolognese, or like, oh, chilli, and it's like spaghetti and meatballs. Do you have turkey mince, though? What? Turkey mince and chicken. 5%. But it's 5%. But it's like, it's 500 calories for a meal. It's like, but it's nice. And people I always have that argument because I use turkey chicken mince for almost anything like that. And everyone says, oh, it's bland, it's bland. But to me, mince just tastes like whatever you're seasoning with. If you're having it in a sauce, it just tastes like the sauce anyway. So why does it matter? Yeah. That's what, like, do you know what I mean? It's like, if I'm making a bolognese, it tastes the same. All I taste is the bolognese sauce. I think men have definitely got different cheese buds. Cheese, Cheese buds? buds? <laughs> taste buds to women like, because I would taste the difference straight away. But you see, it tastes of diet coke. I think it's just I a mentality thing. No, 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 I think no, there's no, just no, some no, people that like. Honestly, if someone brings me it out, I'll look at him I think straight it's away. A, and go, this isn't coke, this is coke. I think it's like one of them <laughs> things. And straight away, you can tell. <laughs> but does it matter? Like, is it enough to matter? The thing. The thing the like, would you enjoy it less? I don't know, because I've never That's actually like, had 30 I mean? like, would you, would you, would it, like, If you were struggling for your calories, would you enjoy that meal less? Probably not. But the thing is, the difference between the 5% mince, mm -hmm. beef mince, to turkey uh, mince, isn't that... Yeah. I'll be honest, I just, I, don't even, I just never have the beef, so I've never yeah. really had, like... like we I, have the beef the, and I don't even like, know what the calories are in it. it it's not that yeah, bad. Not yeah, not that bad. Yeah, like, obviously you've got 5%, 15%, 20% yeah. mince. You're buying a 5% mince for a spaghetti bolognese. Mm. Like we, it's a 500 yeah. calorie meal, which, yeah. and it's a big portion of protein. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like 40 grams of protein mm. because we do like 187 yeah. grams of the beef. So I think there. a lot of it, you know, I think a lot of it for people when they're talking about diets and stuff like that is when they say, oh, can I have that? And you look at the portion sizes on the plate. I mean, we've talked yeah. about spaghetti bolognese before. It's a nice meal. You can have spaghetti bolognese as a 500 calorie meal. 
some people will have like but it's a, it fills a bowl yeah. it's a decent portion i'm full after mm. it yeah it but is. then you can have some people where <clears throat> they'll have it on a plate and the plate will be full and you know it's going to be like 800 900 calories Easy. then they'll put the garlic bread in there as well and it's like wait that's when I you start going into the realms of the problem is people it's the whole diet thing because it's people associate dieting with eating a certain way. Mm -hmm. So when they go on a diet or they start tracking, they try to eat in a certain way, which is unsustainable. It's like you can stay within a calorie deficit and still eat relatively nice, normal foods with just making a few choices. Like you, you'd have to change very few things in a spaghetti bolognese to turn from a 5,000, a 500 calorie meal to a thousand calorie mm -hmm. meal. Yeah. Very few things. You're talking a little bit like just little tweaks. It's that simple. You're still on the same meal and probably wouldn't make any difference. Yeah. If you were to bring two plates out and get someone to eat, what, eat them both, there probably wouldn't be a massive difference between the 500 option and the 1,000 option. You've just been a little bit more mindful with what you've put in it. Yeah. You just give yourself 10 minutes afterwards. If you feel hungry, still have an apple. Mm. There you go. If you're really hungry, you would eat the apple. Ta-da. <laughs> um, so am I allowed to cheat, Neil? But it all depends as well, doesn't it? Is your goal fat loss? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. If your goal is fat loss, like, yeah. why do you want to, like, yeah. Slow it down a bit. Mm. I just think we need to stop labelling shit. I know. Yeah. And just, it's the I suppose, again. It's I suppose it's again, talk, talking about context, a cheap meal or a larger meal, if someone was trying to put on weight, uh -huh. mightn't be a bad thing. Oh, in yeah. a sense, like, like I've, I've, I've struggled, the last few months trying to put weight, I have struggled. Would I benefit from, say, on a Saturday night, right, I'm going to order myself a takeaway? Yeah. Th two or three thousand calories on top of what I'm already having on the week, I'm struggling to get in during the week. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. you, straight away. So, in some circumstances, you could use that. I know, for example, Luke has a meal out, didn't he? Luke has yeah, yeah. A one meal out a week on his plan, and that's probably for that reason, because you, it's a big lump of calories you're putting in on top of what you would already have that isn't sort of inconveniencing you anymore. Yeah, so right. everything's contextual. What's the goal? Why do you want to do what you want to do? Yeah. So many uh, layers to everything. I hate the way you say layers. La layers. 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 Right, layers. this one's from... Um, <laughs> Go on. Come on. Right. Figure it out. Yeah, am I right? Yeah. <coughs> Fuck. Yeah? Ellen. Ellen. Fuck, sorry. Sorry if you're there. <laughs> I'll do you first. Who's your favourite musician and why? Eh, what a Ooh. fucking really random <laughs> question. Who's on? Now I don't get to think about it. Who's my favourite musician and why? Pink? Why? Because she's fit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, why do I like Pink? Do you know what it is? I've always loved her. I've always loved her music. I've always like, like having a dance, songs that I can sing to and dance to and just enjoy. Um, I, like, I like lyrics. I'm quite a lyrical person and I like her lyrics. I think they've got a lot of depth and a lot of meaning to them. And then obviously I watched a documentary on, it was on Prime, wasn't it? And I just think she's an outstanding person. I think if I'd had a little girl, that's who I'd want to look up to. Obviously me, but then like, <laughs> do you know when people put celebrities on pedestals and you look at them and they think, nah, nah, but they're actually just assholes, like fucking Kardashians, like, Ugh. like there's nothing special about them at all, other than they've they've played the game and they've made a shit ton of money, and it's like respect for them though. Uh, Depends where you respect money as a outcome. Yeah. Exactly. If you look at everything that they've actually done to get there and like 
and what they represent. And the, just not just that, the impact they've had on society as a whole over the last 10 years, yeah. which okay, is I'll massive. Yeah, 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 yeah. My favourite musician in why? Wait, she, she's very wholesome. Like, she's got a lot of good values, and I like, I like just everything about her. Yeah? Pink? Sweet. Who's your favourite musician in why, Dan? I can think of a few. No, it's hard. Um, I can think of a few. I've got an eclectic taste in music. You just spit them out. I'd go for Johnny Cash. Right. Because I love his music, and I've always loved music. I like all different types of music. I was thinking yeah. Bruce Springsteen. There's a few I had in mind. But what I love about Johnny Cash is like the whole picture. Like He's a character. And I yes. think musicians now are so dull. They've got no personality. They've got no story. They've got no life. Like, there's just nothing. There's no depth to them. And I just think, besides liking his music, he's just such an interesting character. And I think that's just, there's so much more depth to them, to the music, to everything. It means something. There's like mm -hmm. every song you can listen to and like it actually has a relevance to something. It's not just noise, which modern, to me, modern music's just so like thin. Mm. There's nothing to it. There's no substance to it. Was it hurt? Was it hurt? It is hurt. Hurt is Johnny Cash and song, yeah. Did he write that after his wife had died? Or was I'm she dying? Sure. I'm, not sure of the, I'm not sure of the timeline. Because I'm be sure... I'm sure, I, I, I don't know whether I've got my fact wrong, she, she was either dying or she died. And that, that was that, that song, like, I can't remember. I think he had a lot of in, interesting views, things on rehabilitation, all them sorts of things. Obviously did like false imprisonment and stuff like that. And just an interesting person. Thing is, think. all the music is like, it, 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 when music mattered. Well, I think what it was though as well, it was organic in a sense of like, you couldn't just turn up on a TV show and become a star. Like, the, 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 you had to sort of work your way through. Everyone started at ground zero, and then they'd go to the clubs, and then if they got, and if they got better, yeah. then they'd get a bigger gig, and if they got better, and they were liked, and they were popular enough, they, and you know what I mean? It was an organic rise, and therefore, in order to do that, firstly, you had to go into a lot of shit. Like, do you know what I mean? Some of like, trekking all over the country for knee money, crap gigs, probably getting abused, paint glasses thrown at you, you know what I mean? And then it's building, the working for it, working hard for the outcome right and they've just they've just got more they've just got more know, depth to them do you not think artists are doing that though now because like i, I know you're probably going to say no whatever right but at the end of the day some some kid right great voice say this they wrote their own songs having to just use the camera singing to that that's the first youtube video up doesn't get any traction they have to put another song out there i think it's like for, for me i just i struggle with recognizing that as like being difficult because I don't think it is. I don't think sitting in your bedroom with a camera, even if you have to do it a million times, is something hard to do. But that's just my views on, yes, yeah, like, yeah. that's just how I see things anyway. Because mm. I'm thinking the world we live in, because obviously where it's hard and they're getting thrown stuff at them. I mean, there's a lot more people. There's a lot more competition, yeah. definitely. But I just think in terms of as characters, as interesting people, as people yeah. you'd like to sit down with and say, like, just tell us some stories. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. there's very oh, no, little, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's... We, it's, it, yeah, but it is when I feel like society's lacking in characters in general. It's just it's so every, everything's so surface level mm. because you can get away with everything being so surface level now. But then it's absolutely crippling society if you think about it. It's not just music; it's across the board. It's like everything's just based on what you say, getting your face done, fucking listening to just the, the bland lyrics a lot of the time. That's why probably one of the reasons why I still like Pink because she has well, got some, like, mm. it's depth. It is, Dan's Without right, interrupting you, like, one of, the, like current, current, <laughs> one of the current artists that I like, Jerry Cinnamon, I think he's fantastic. He was homeless. He was a drug addict. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Again, it's, some, it's, some, it's no. someone with, like... No, no he likes okay. the other one. It's right. someone Who's with... good on Instagram. <laughs> depth. 
I'm sure Joe had. He probably does like Jerry Cinnamon, but who's the other one everyone goes to say? Who's not? Sam Fender. Sam Fender? Capaldi. Lewis Capaldi. Oh, Lewis Capaldi. He annoys me a bit. Right, so last one from AJ. What's the most important thing to prioritise your well-being? We'll start with Dan. Happiness. Whatever, okay. whatever makes you happy is doing the things that make you happy are always going to make contribute to your well-being in the sense that if you're unhappy, you're never going to be able to do all the other things that you need to do. So how can you prioritise your happiness? Or do you just... Well, just, it's, it's fo like focusing on prioritising the things that make you happy for a start. Right. So many people, that all of their energy goes into things that they don't get anything from rather than the other way around. It creates miserable poorly functioning people in a sense of and if you are unhappy how are you going to find the time to do the other things like gym for example steps or whatever contributes to your happiness for some people what makes them happy might be nothing to do with health and fitness there might yeah. be other things there might be things that aren't even beneficial to their health there might be things that are detrimental to their health but if it makes them happier does it swing the balance it's a tricky thing crack yeah <laughs> Well, like, if, if you're a drug addict, then crack makes you happy. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I know, there's a line, there's a line, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a line. But does it really, Yeah. in a sense of, yeah. Fulfillment. Sarah. That's, eh, that's where there's a grey area between actually what makes you happy and what blurs out your misery. Because I think a lot of people who think, I'm going to go out for a drink because I'm happy when I've had a drink, it's like, no, you're covering something else that's making you unhappy. There's, there's that. There's I'll that add line as well. I'd like to add posit <laughs> positivity yeah. over negativity. Negative people really drain us, and it's like if people are more positive, they'll get positive outcomes, which again contributes to overall well-being because you're more likely to be busy, you're more likely to be proactive, you're less likely to sit and dwell on how bad things are. You're more likely to go out there to try to make them better. What if you're with positive people, or just if you well, just everything. If you surround yourself with positive people, if you become a positive person, if you yeah. are just just being a positive person, just trying to look for the best in every situation rather than always trying to seek out the darkness. The, ne the negative sells though. The mm. negative's easy. And what's that one? I say like um, people focus on that one person, <clears throat> crash the car in the morning mm. instead of the million people yeah. who actually got to work here. Mm. Do you get us? Yeah, but that's like that, that doesn't that's not just day to day people. Do you no, know what I mean? Like I'm not talking about the media or what people are selling. The thing is, you know what he's getting at. It, it's 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 the people. It's the people who will automatically revert back to their type because like they're so mm. used to living in this narrative. I'm just that person. I'm self I'm self sabotaging. It's just me, and it's like change it. It's changing your language, and Dan's totally right. Yeah. It's changing. Oh, yeah. It's hard though for some people. Oh, I know, yeah, I know yeah. that, but some people cling on to it so much. Like, obviously, what Dan's saying, it, it does. It but does it's a, you get to, so you see, you walk in a room, there's a happy corner in a dark, miserable corner. Some people will just always go into that dark, miserable corner rather than going, like, trying to find the happiness, trying to find the, the positivity. And how can you ever focus on bettering yourself yeah. if you're constantly in pit of despair? I know it's sort of trained away from the well-being, no, no, slightly no, yeah, in a yeah. sense, but well-being, to me, to me, well-being, if you like think of a pendulum, that's going more towards sort of health and mental health and that type of thing, more so than physical health. And well-being oh, is such yeah. like oh, a, yes, yeah, yeah. do you know I, what I mean? It's very much like, 
that's that's the direction I would take well-being. Being happy in yourself, in a sense. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so uh, What's the most important thing to prioritise for your well-being? Balance. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking you up post yesterday. <laughs> Which most post? Yeah, if you want to work life balance, oh, you've got to put yeah, the work yeah, in for yeah, you, yeah. isn't it? Balance, balance, across the fucking board, right? Balance with your food, balance with your activity levels, balance with everything that you do, because even with what Dan's saying, with happiness and stuff like that, right? And like, obviously we're talking about light and darkness. What's that saying? What's the saying about you can't find lightness without dark or something like that? It's like, you there won't, is no there is, there, there, there is no dark without light and there's no light without dark. It's not Lord of the Rings. No, Harry Potter. Oh, it's Harry Potter. Revelio. No, it, it's true though, you don't. Each doesn't exist without the other. And I think it's an acceptance of knowing that sometimes there is shit going on and there is shit times and all the rest of it, but you can come out of it and you can spot the positives. Fuck me, we've been firefighting since January. Like literally every single day, we've gone to bed laughing about, well, not even laughing, like I've been in, in the pit of fucking despair, like Dan said. Like, what the fuck do we, like, why, why is it every single fucking day is something happening that's like where we are on this journey of like improving everything and opening Sunderland and finding coaches and all the rest of it. It's like, for fuck's sake, like it's every fucking day. But at the same time, right? <laughs> because I've gone down the dark night. I've, I've gone down the dark <laughs> night. But at the same time, like, <laughs> was it Wednesday? Wednesday, we came in here, we trained together for the first time in God knows how long. And I was buzzing all day. And it was like, we had that time where we did have the time to come and train and enjoy it. And I got home and I thought, each, you know what it is? I'm happy today, it's a good day. And you said, because it's the first day in ages we haven't had to put out a fire. Hmm. And, but, it, but it made it all the more better. And it's like, do you know what? In the grand scheme of things, yes, we have daily been putting fires out, <clears throat> sorting shit out. But at the end of it, it's not even at the end of it. Like, we'll keep going through these ups and downs all the time. The thing is, you, you were perfect there because you said, we're doing all these things and we keep facing obstacles. You're facing obstacles because you're doing all those things, because you're moving forward. Yeah. You can't move forward without resistance. The yeah. the and that's, that's, that's why people don't, because they'll move forward and something will get hard, yeah. and then they'll run away yeah. and stop. And it's like, well, you either move forward and face the obstacle, or you don't move forward, there's no in-between. And that's don't. just like, if you want to keep growing, if you want to keep pushing in that direction, then the obstacles are only going to get more frequent and bigger. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what I've been saying. And that's the inevitability of the challenge. Like, let's, let's have bigger problems. The bigger <laughs> the pro like we have, haven't I? I've said the bigger the problems we have, the means, the more the in the right direction, the bigger the growth we're doing. And it's true. And probably <clears throat> with the prioritising well-being, and um, I think I'm going off a bit, but the anxiety, anxious stuff, anxiety people, it's like every time you get to that point of like um, mm. a problem, it's like that's when people fall back. But those problems you should see is like fucking growing as a person. I think in order to progress, you have to become comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. And yeah. I think that's something a lot of people struggle with these days. Like, like oh, you know, everyone, so, like every time you do something new or you try to push a little bit further in business or in anything, there's like a feeling of like nerves, sort of imposter syndrome. Like, yeah. the, yes, oh, mean, there's, there's all those things. Like, <laughs> it is scary and like it feels, it, you don't, sometimes you worry and you, you worry about the risk and, you, and there's, there's all those things. And it is an element of anxiety, but if you don't 
try to push through that nerve, which we all feel regularly, you know, we were all trying to achieve something, you're never going to get there. And it's really difficult. It is scary because, especially with business and stuff, they aren't made up problems. These are like real problems, financial things. Like, there's real life repercussions. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, like, of course, it's going to create feelings of uncertainty and being unsettled. Mm -hmm. Remember, you, just, you, just have to, you just have to become comfortable with them. Video seven years ago. Was three. Video oh. seven years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I how could I? How do I? Well, would yeah, I, I go back and watch. Go back. Go back and watch that. Do you know what I mean? It is mad. Like I would literally. I'm Sarah. I have a horse. It wasn't. I've got a car. It wasn't even I a have horse. No kids. I, I'm Sarah. I have no kids. I've got cats though. I've got a cat. Thing is, it's like years ago. Like I would literally sit and fret and fret and fret and worry about the video like this going out yeah. because I'm terrified of what people are going to think about it. What I'm going to say, am I going to dislike how I sound on the video? Mm -hmm. I don't care now. Yeah. Like, I just don't care. Like, I really don't care. And it's, that's evolution. Do you know what I mean? It's like, years ago, that was the most, that was the scariest thing in the world for me, to sit in front of a camera. And now the thing is, it's like you've become comfortable with yourself. That's just confidence, but that's... It, it yeah, is, comf it, it, it it's is. confidence, but it's, it's, un it's understanding, I think, generally, for people, it's understanding, like that those people who you're worrying about don't matter. Yeah. Like, look at, this, look at your circle who matter, mm. look at the people who you actually care about. And oh, definitely. I think, that comes with I think that comes with maturity as well. Yeah, 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 100%. As you get older, you're less bothered. Which is why definitely. old people don't give a shit about oh, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, balance, balance. Okay, well, we'll call it there. Not like us to go off on a tangent. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs>